and welcome to Reliving My Youth. My name is Noel Fogelman. My guest today is the legendary Josie Cotton. Now Josie, probably best remembered for her song, Johnny Are You Queer, from the Valley Girl movie. We talk about just the controversy surrounding that song, how she came across it, and her relationship today with it. Josie's latest album, Everything Is Oh Yeah, had a very interesting journey to release. We talk about that as well. We talk about some of her creative videos, See the New Hong Kong, Ukraine Cowboy, very interesting artist, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with Josie. So Josie, thank you so much for uh, joining me. And I saw a YouTube clip of you being interviewed and uh, you described your career as being like a bad made-for-TV movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, can you explain what you mean by that? Well, it's, um, it's full of cliches and uh, I would say, uh, you know, fatal... Uh, moments and uh, decision making and <laughs> kind of odd characters in and out and, um, and just coupled with you know some dark humor and uh, you know in funny moments <laughs> I don't know <laughs> right so uh, so who would play you in the movie oh Joan Collins I oh, think oh nice probably. <laughs> yeah. that would be that. That that'd be great. That's, that's so yeah. so 80s right there, and you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we we I mean, obviously now because there's so many you know different sites, streaming and everything, cable. There's there's no more of those made for TV movies anymore. Those are like miniseries, oh, those events, those were great. They were so good. And either her or Wanda Sykes. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be different, but yeah, that that would work too, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but your, your your latest release, I won't call it your newest album. Everything is oh yeah uh, just came out and I heard some of the songs and they're really good but that album has had a very interesting journey. Can you talk about it? Yeah, it uh, kind of got a rescue uh, from um, uh, events uh, that were happening. I thought the record was lost in uh, it left the earth and uh, for various. Uh, just, uh, you know, natural disasters we have out here in California and um, just moving a lot. And, um, and then uh, we found it um, uh, based on the Stranger Things television show was asking for music from mm. my publishing company. Okay. And so we dug it up. We found it in the rafters of this building and uh, all, all these giant 24 inch two inch uh, tapes um, uh, with, with, that were unmarked so it was it was pretty amazing <laughs> to rediscover them right yeah that's that sounds like a stranger things episode anyway having yeah. kids trying to find yeah but um were you ever going to like plan to like re-record those songs anyway uh, no that it ended in such an odd way that uh, period. It was right when I got dropped from Electra, right. and I had been my my producers had been fired, and uh, uh, I uh, I just really was uh, not knowing what the next step should be, um, in in uh, if, if I wanted to go back into the music business. So it kind of got abandoned along the way, and I I could have probably finished at any point, but I became interested in in 
what I was doing currently and the longer, you know, the time went, uh, the less likely it was going to be for me to go revisit the 80s. Right. Because um, I had managed to uh, not do any 80s shows or, or anything hmm. of that nature. So um, this really, uh, I think... Um, some kind of reality stepped in to make me release it. And it actually feels very good to have started something and put so much work into it and love and all of that. And just to have it out in the world feels very good. Right. And I'll, I'll get to the 80s in, in one second. But did you have to get the rights to that album or the kind of statute of limitation, so to speak, after so many years? Oh, no, because uh, after I... Um, um, I was no longer was Electra, uh, freed from their rosters. But I I knew that I wanted to always own my own masters and uh, be the master of my masters, I guess right. you could say. <laughs> and uh, and I avoided uh, major record labels or even small ones, and I really just held on to all my masters. So there was any problem after that and back next summer I get my original masters back from um, Electra because of this 30 year okay. um, rule that I found out about oh great so uh, you'll have the masters to convertible music then well I mean the masters were destroyed oh, okay. but I will have the, the, rights. the rights to the recording to release it on my own label oh great or whoever you know wants to yeah you know, go in on it. Right. And, you know, that, that your debut album is fantastic. So I'd imagine, even if you just release it as is, it's great. But you could even, you know, reimagine it a little bit, too. Yeah. I, um, yeah, some something. I would probably put the Blackout on that first record because okay. that was the B-side of Johnny that no one really heard, uh, which was a really fun song. I would probably... I would love to remix that, uh, but I guess that's not in the cards. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Totally. And you, you mentioned Johnny. What was kind of like the whole genesis of that song for you? Uh, for me, um, it was uh, just, for me, it was very simple. I, w I was in L.A. You know, trying to pursue a music career, and uh, I met the producers who had written the song. Uh, actually, they'd written it for the Go-Go's when they were working with the Go-Go's, and um, I came in at the tail end of that, and I was pretty much just the singer on a demo, and the demo became the record. Okay, yeah, and, and it's um, a very polarizing song, you know, it's very fun, but um, could that song be made now, you think? You know, I, um, I, I thought about this uh, um, just because of all the political correctness and whatnot going right. on, and I, I don't think it could. I, I... I think that if someone, and it didn't necessarily have to be me, for goodness sakes, anyone had uh, been at, at that moment in time uh, able to throw that vernacular out into the world and, um, and have it be presented in a comedic way where a lot of people didn't even know there was controversy, but it was so liberating for so many uh, gay guys, really, truly, uh, is what that I'm always being told and um, at that particular moment um, uh, I don't think now uh, that it would be acceptable because the word would still be 
um, attached to something ugly. And I think that that song freed it from that. And the right people own the word now. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, right. it's just a, it's a very t- you know, taken for granted um, word, uh, for, you know, to people people use freely. And I, and I think that's great, but I don't think it, it could happen now. I really don't. Did that song become kind of a rallying cry for the community? 
I mean, on the, it, it depends on which coast you're talking about. Okay. It was so interesting about it. It was very schizophrenic. Uh, the, uh, for the, I mean, for the world, for the people who who weren't even uh, in, in gay or have anything to do with that topic, it was just a party song, and it just so outrageous to use that word. And ha- um, and, but for on the West Coast, the gay community. I think that it was an anthem for them, and <laughs> right. you know, they um, they certainly you know treated me uh, in that way and and uh, celebrated it, and um, they defended me against the religious right who were protesting in K Rock, and and then they would uh, I would have my counter protesters <laughs> come out. And so, but on the East Coast, I you know New York. Um, uh, mainly, I would say it was very uh, political, and I didn't realize at the time, um, you know, but that was really around when AIDS was coming out, and I think they were hi- highly sensitive to it in, in in that area of something that might be misconstrued, and so... Um, you know, on the cover of Village Voice, I, I remember very <laughs> clearly, like it cemented in my brain. Josie, are you a bitch? That was their answer to my <laughs> to that to that song. Right. And uh, and it was banned in Amsterdam. I mean, the Catholic Church went after me, and uh, uh, it was a very interesting uh, collection of yeah. you know groups who are not exactly friends. You know, televangelists pretended that you know that I was promoting homosexuality and said I was actually a man and would record, would play the song. I, mean, I was flipping through the channels and not that I watched those shows, but there was, uh, they were holding up <laughs> the single and playing at half speed saying that I was actually a man. There was no Josie Cotton oh. <laughs> at all. And uh, I was so relieved to hear I didn't exist, but I was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, and I sounded just like Brian Wilson. I, it was just amazing. I was just yeah, right. stunned by the similarity. Yeah. <laughs> you should you should have went on tour with them and kind of you know I be know. on stage with them. Yeah. The whole like Clark yeah. Clark Kent Superman thing, right? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So what is like your relationship with the song today? Well, um, you know, it's it's one of it's one of the things that I am required to. To perform, right. and I don't really have a choice in it because that is this, the song that people want to hear. And um, um, you know, I I like doing new material. I like um, <laughs> you know moving forward and uh, and uh, experimenting, exploring, and um, but uh, it's the people who want it and that and. You know that's what I'm 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 gonna give them because it makes them very happy. <laughs> which is, uh, I did my first '80s uh, uh, show just just this summer, and uh, the people are really connected to that song and that era, and um, all the memories. Their their lives are connected to this music, and I I told someone it was like performing to. You know, ten thousand puppies. They're all right. just so they're so happy. Yeah. Right. And I love puppies. So I'm, <laughs> I mean, who am I to, um, you know, to not want to, you know, give them something that they seem to really want? So I'm fine with that. Yeah. Is it difficult because, like, on those shows, you want to at least sneak in a new song, but do the promoters or did even let you do that? 
Well, these 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 couple that I have done. Now, when I was doing, I was supposed to do the like totally festival, the worst possible name for a festival. But <laughs> it was it was called the like totally festival, and uh, Johnny Lydon was going to be in that, and the Bengals, and the Romantics, and some of these bands that I I really loved, and. Um, uh, uh, so they were going to let me do my whole set in a whole uh, smorgasbord of, of in different records I've put out. Uh, so that was great. But when I did these last two, they said, "Only oh, you know your hits." <laughs> so I had, well, I had a few, but they only wanted these two. Um, and uh, yeah, that was that felt funny to me. Um, you know, just to you know to be just from that particular moment in time. Um, and uh, uh, I am doing some shows with missing persons. Uh, okay. uh, so I'm going to be doing, I hope they know. Right. Surprise. You know, like as, as much as that was a particular thing, I mean, there there is enough of me and all these other albums that was in those first two, well, the first three records um, that, you know, bleeds over, I guess, uh, you know, into my current music. It's not like I'm singing like, you know, uh, you know, opera or something, right. you know, in French. <laughs> like I'm still doing pop music. And uh, actually the, the thing that that charted the highest for me was just like nine years ago. I had a, a seat in Hong Kong was uh, um, um, a really, you know, widely heard and um, that, you know, no one... <laughs> That was more in the dance world, uh, uh, the DJs remixing this album I put out. So, but you know, I um, I will oblige as long as I can, as long as I'm still um, loving singing these songs. And I did fall back in love with all my old material when I started rehearsing it. So that was a relief. Right, and I was going to ask you about. Uh... I'm glad you brought it up. See the new Hong Kong. The video, I love the video. I'll talk about that in a second. But the song is great. It's probably my favorite song that you've done. And Thank you. Yeah. I wake up with the TV on. Fly away, see the new Hong Kong. Asian girl just slightly out of focus. I don't notice that I notice. There's a movie in my head. Projecting from my Drowning out the splashing sounds of summer When I lost the seventh
outside, people stand in grocery lines, as continents collide, and I'm just sitting at my vanity, and holding on to Some of the videos you've done are great. I'll mention Ukrainian Cowboy or Ukrainian Cowboy. We'll talk about that in a sec. But do you have control over the production of the videos and the style of it? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, great. That, that was so important to me um, uh, to have uh, you know input on this because I did make one of the worst videos of the whole 80s <laughs> for Timulus Marianne. I, I still cringe when I see my hair in silhouette. But um, anyway, I, I just, you know, I'd already gone so full off of my own brand that I just thought, what, what do I have to lose here? I, uh, so the Maneaters video, uh, I was very involved with the, the invasion of the Beagle record. And, and see the new Hong Kong, I had, it, he almost, uh, uh, James Slater is this just amazing director. And he took my lyrics, like, literally... Each line is is from uh, each line of the song is in that video, and and, the, and it was it's quite amazing when somebody is, is really listens to your lyrics because uh, it doesn't often happen. And and so when I was doing the second one, I presented it to a couple of different directors to see if anyone would get the Russian angle that I'm uh, uh, obsessed with, I guess yeah. you could say, and uh, he he totally got it. There's a lot of campiness involved, and uh, and also this. Um, well, there's some um, pathos, and there's campiness, and there's darkness, and it's a combination of of all kinds of things, which is what I really like to see in videos. You know, something it's not all one thing. So um, yeah, a lot of the uh, you know the things <laughs> see the new Hong, uh, see the new Hong Kong is all from my living room. Like we were on such a low budget, right? It's all my, all my furniture. So okay, in that, video. <laughs> that works. I mean, you, you've, you've tackled Russia, you've tackled Asia. I mean, the next video you're going to go to the Australian out, outback, South Africa, <laughs> where, 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 Antarctica, uh, the moon. Where, where yeah. are you going? <laughs>
before I started school, and I, I was very influenced by all the international <laughs> parts of, of music and from every country. So um, it's, it's kind of always back there. But, I mean, the next record I'm doing is called... Um, um, what is it called, Josie? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I want to die, don't you? Okay. And so it's like dark. It's dark, but um, but I'm not I'm not suggesting anyone uh, you know, do anything drastic. Uh, it's it's really uh, it's just pointing out you know that that's always an option and, and you know never a good alternative. But um, you know that's the darker side of me that I kept pretty hidden. Um. Uh, you know, a sad song with, uh, you know, peppy uh, right. music. But now it's going to be, you know, a compilation of, from different records, but also some new stuff that there is no possible way I would survive putting out on their own because right. they're, so, they're so dark. But um, hopefully beautiful, too. Oh, I'm and, fun, and funny. I mean, course. it's always got to be all of that together right. for me. If there's no humor, it's boring. And if it's not... It doesn't have heart, then it's empty, and if it's if it's not dark, then I I don't relate to it. Just kind of that way. Right. Yeah. Do you have a particular like songwriting process that you, you, you go through? Um, it's it's always different. It's a funny thing. I um, with the see the new Hong Kong, I um, it was started as a melody that um I I just you know, hear a melody or, and sometimes I don't know if I wrote it or, or if it's a melody I'm remembering. And so it's, it's, a, it's tricky to figure that out because there's so many songs in the world. <laughs> but once I figure that out, the heart, I mean, that's hard when you have a melody and no title. That's the hardest right. thing. It's much better like country style. Country and Western is, it's all about the title. And, and that's, that's really fun. It's just like filling in the blanks. You have a title and, and the, and the music, and then that's that's a fun process. But to have a melody and no title is some. I have songs I'll never finish because I could never figure out what the song wanted to say. But with that one, um, I, I just started connecting it to um, um, well, to I don't know if you remember the the Asian airlines uh, uh, stewardesses. They would have these uh, airlines commercials late at night for their beautiful Japanese girls on a on a flight and okay. they like are moving towards you in a mist and it's like <laughs> come to Japan come to the east right. <laughs> and, and right before you go to sleep and I don't know why that was always uh, always stayed with me that feeling it was just a very haunted feeling and then I read a, a book about sociopaths uh, and there was a line in it that stayed with me because I was I was dealing with a sociopath, <laughs> and and uh, the line in it was, he was like someone who he was like someone who knew the words to a song. He knew the words, but he never knew the song. And I said, I'm stealing that. I'm stealing right. <laughs> that line. It was so good. And then I, somehow I I twisted into uh, the Hong Kong Asian Airlines with the sociopath with this melody and and. And then work through my own grieving process. This horrible breakup I was so shattered by. So it's very autobiographical. So I mean, that's a lot of things at once. I, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's one song. <laughs> right. Oh no, it does. 
But is, is most of the stuff you write autobiographical? I didn't start doing that and, uh, really until I uh, I got away from my producers, um, okay. the Payne brothers, because they didn't believe you should ever write about your feelings. That was, and they were brilliant master songwriters, but it was it was always had to be a distance and um, from yourself and what you're writing, and um, and I I and the the uh, Pussycat Babylon was the first record that I, I think I just opened a vein, like, <laughs> all, all, you know, on the, on the recording gear, and I, I, and I was re- recording it, and I, I was asking Paul Russell, who's my partner, my producer, and I said, I don't feel comfortable talking, this is too much, I can't, I can't reveal all this, I can't, no one must know, <laughs> nothing must be touched, <laughs> you know, at a certain point, and, um, and he goes, it's okay, you know, and, um, and so uh, that whole record is just all all filled with that. Yeah, and it's that album is is, is fantastic as well, um, like like everything else you do. Uh, but I guess last question: uh, your fantastic videos that you do now, really with MTV, all they show is reality and trash. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Unfortunate. Um, like I know there's YouTube and stuff like that, but do you feel like there really should be an outlet on like traditional cable for videos now? Or is it just a business um, so different? No, no. I think that would be. I think it'd be wonderful if, if the, you know, if it was represented. It's a, it's such an art form, and um, um, I, 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 there's so many amazing videos. I, um, I think there would be a wonderful gift to the world if 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 you could see, you know, videos from all over the world. Really, there some of these Japanese pop bands have like insanely fantastic videos and as long as it didn't get caught up in just the major stars and there was some kind of an alternative you know um you know music uh, you know section of it so it just covered all the gambits because um the most interesting ones i think are, are not by major artists uh uh just like the music being put out and uh uh, and in fact, I was, you know, my manager, Randy Phillips, um, at the time, he was best friends with the guy at MTV, um, uh, Les Garland, who ran the whole thing. And, and um, I had, I was supposed to do a video for a few of the songs on that record. And uh, we, we had it, uh, we're shooting the next day, all the sets were built. And then Electra called up my manager and said, there's no future in videos huh. and we don't want to do it. Wow. <laughs> And I, I always wondered because I mean, if you notice, there's no videos of my my early stuff. It was because they they decided to to cancel it. And uh, I think I might I might be a little better remembered if there had been some videos of these songs. But oh well, water under the bridge. Exactly. That's like <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you've been making you know great videos lately, so. That's something to be proud of. Uh, everything is oh yeah out now. Check it out, Ukrainian cowboy. Great song. Uh, was there ever a point that you like, kind of sneak that song onto like kind of like a bonus track on that album? Uh, which which one? Uh, Ukrainian cowboy. Like oh yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah, a record is coming. Yeah, uh, a full album. Oh okay. With, with those two on it, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, great. So. I mean, I know a lot of people aren't doing albums anymore, but I I can't let that go. I can't, I can't, 
it always seems like a, a story, a complete stories. I mean, I, I put the single out, but it does feel kind of naked to me and lonely. It's just hmm. one little single right. out. Yeah. But the song and video are great. Everybody check it out. Josie, this was great. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much. And a special thanks to Josie for joining me today. Go check out her website, josiecottonmusic.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at the first Noel 19 Be sure to like the page for Living My Youth on Facebook. Go to iTunes, check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Don't have iTunes? Not a problem. Show's on SoundCloud. It's also on Podbean. And go to livingmyyouth.threadless.com for all your merchandise. And before we go, here's the title track to Josie's latest album. Everything is Oh Yeah. And we'll see you next Wednesday. Thank you.